few of the midweeks. I'm really glad you're here. I appreciate you listening to these. I appreciate you uh, just taking the time to join me. We're in chapter 10 of Romans. We're going through Romans 9 through 11, some of the most challenging and difficult passages. Today we're in Romans 10, verses 5 through 13. 10 verses 5 through 10. Uh, And these are some of the challenging verses for me, not necessarily because of what they say theologically, but because of how difficult they can be to interpret. One of the things that uh, is a sign to me that I'm getting older is that sometimes, you know, I'm reading the Bible and I'm like, this is just difficult to understand this. And I kind of think, I bet you this is one of those things where all the scholars are in different different areas where they have different takes. And so as I was preparing for the podcast, I was poking around in uh, Romans commentary by Tom Schreiner. And uh, I was right. First time ever. Uh, I was right that there's scholars really debate what's going on here. It's just a difficult passage. And that's fine. God has put difficult passages in the scripture. Sometimes they're difficult because they seem really shallow when they're actually really deep. Sometimes they're difficult because they're really deep and seem offensive. Sometimes they're difficult because it's just difficult to understand what's going on in the passage and to follow the mind of God as it's being uh, uh, enfleshed through the writings of an apostle. So without any more further ado, why don't we read the passage? This is the Apostle Paul. Um, He is arguing in this passage that the Jews of his day have a zeal for God, but they didn't combine it with knowledge, and so they're they're lost. They're not saved. Paul wants them to be saved, but they aren't at this point. And it has to do because they didn't submit to God's righteousness, which is a righteousness uh, that comes from faith in Christ to everyone who believes. So starting in verse 4, he says, For Christ is the end of the law for everyone, for righteousness to everyone who believes. For Moses writes about the righteousness that is based on the law, that the person who does the commandments shall live by them. But the righteousness based on faith says, Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart, that is the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him shall not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So, what is going on here? Well, people debate it. Some people think that Paul has just lost the thread of his own argument. Some people think he's misusing a quotation from the Old Testament. Uh, some people think he's using a Targumim or Talmudic arguing style or scripture reading style that's just really hard for us to understand nowadays. I'm not totally sure. I'm not an expert. I'm not totally sure on all this stuff, but I do believe in scripture. I do believe that it's God's word, and I so I don't uh, accept arguments that Paul has just lost his mind here, essentially. I believe that he, he knew what he was talking about, and he's doing something, and it's up to us to do the work to try to understand it. So the long story short is that Paul is trying to um, argue for, <clears throat> excuse me, justification by faith. 
in Christ. And so he says, Christ is the end of law for righteousness to everyone believes. Christ is the end. He's the goal of the law. And the goal of the law is to bring us to Christ in order to gain true righteousness. So in verse 5, he says, For Moses writes about the righteousness that is based on the law, that the person who does the commandments shall live by them. And he's kind of doing a general quote here. There's many times in the Old Testament. Uh, my Bible has a specific citation from uh, Leviticus that you can find a quotation there. But, um, you know, there's many places in the scripture where it says, you know, if you do the law, you'll live by it. And it comes up in Galatians as well. And so this is just a general observation that Moses writes that righteousness based on the law comes from doing them. If you do them, you'll live. Paul's already argued back in Romans 1 and 2 and 3 that nobody really does the law. Whether it's Gentiles who have the law written on their hearts, they don't fully fully complete it, and neither do the Jews who have the actual written scriptures. Nobody fully obeys the law, and so we can't gain righteousness from the law. And he, so he says earlier in chapter 10 that this is the, the reason why the Jewish people are falling away. Under the sovereignty of God and the plans of God is that they, they really do believe that they can set up their own righteousness based on perfect obedience to the law, or at least sufficient obedience. And Paul says, no, the point of the law was to point you to Christ. And so it's a totally different purpose that you need to understand. And so he goes on from there. So he says in verse 6, But the righteousness based on faith says, Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. What does it say? It says the word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim. Now this is a quasi-quotation from Deuteronomy chapter 30. And so what I want to do is I want to read to you Deuteronomy chapter 30 from the ESV. This starts in verse 11. So you can hear kind of the difference. This is quoting Moses saying, and he says, For the commandment that I command you today, referring to Deuteronomy, is not too hard for you, neither is it far off. It is not in heaven that you should say, Who will ascend to heaven for us and bring it to us? that we may hear it and do it. Neither is it beyond the sea, that you should say, Who will go over the sea for us and bring it to us, that we may hear it and do it? But the word is very near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart, so that you can do it. Now, a lot of the conflict here for understanding this is that people read that Deuteronomy quotation, and they say, hey, wait a second. Uh, Moses is actually talking about doing the law here. It doesn't sound like he's preaching righteousness by faith in Christ. He's actually saying the, the works of the law uh, you don't you don't need extra revelation than you've already gotten. You don't need to go up to heaven to learn something and get more commands. You don't need to go to the far side of the sea or underneath the sea to go and get true commands so that you can do them. He's saying the word is now near you. It's been brought near through these writings, uh, through Moses' preaching. So you can do it. It's been brought near. So this is kind of how it's understood. And they say, why is Paul using this as a quotation for um, putting your trust in Christ and not in the works of the law. Well, that doesn't make any sense. And so, and I agree, this is really difficult. And so I'm just admitting, this is a difficult, it's probably the most difficult portion of the scripture for me as a uh, Bible reader. And so I'll just admit that frankly. But what I think is going on is a couple things. Number one, um, this portion of scripture, Paul has just said, or sorry, Moses in Deuteronomy, has just preached that Israel would fail the covenants of Deuteronomy. And then he's going to also give these poems, which are going to preach that Israel would fail to do the works of the law. And so this, this call to believe that 
uh, Moses has given them words that that actually they can do is really sandwiched in Deuteronomy by these promises that Israel would fail, but that they that God would restore them, that he'd give them a new heart, and that he'd return them to the land after exile. And so there is this sense that, you know, if you're re- reading the entire book, you can see that this promise that a word has come near that the people of God can do is sandwiched in between God prophesying the failure of keeping the law of righteousness by the law. And so there's this kind of this sense, even in Deuteronomy, that... Um, there's more going on here that ju- than just saying do the law. Because before and after, God says, you're going to fail. And I'm going to rescue you. So there's that. And the other thing is, is that I think what's really clear to me is that Paul has just taken out uh, law obedience and replaced it with Christ. And so what he's kind of arguing without arguing it, just by doing it, is he's saying, you know when Moses was talking about um, just r- having a word that you can do, that you don't need to go up into heaven to get it. You don't need to go to the abyss or the far side of the sea to get it. Really what's going on now is that you need to remove, do the law with Christ, just Christ. You don't need to go up to heaven to bring Christ down. He already came. You don't need to go to the abyss to bring him back from the dead. He's already been brought back to the dead. And now Christ is near you through the preaching of faith in Christ, the preaching of justification by faith in Christ, righteousness by faith in Christ. This preaching is right in front of you. And if you do that, if you do believing in our preaching, you'll be saved because Christ has been brought to you. And so he goes on from there. This is, Verse 9, he says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So I don't think these are two different things. I think they're kind of aspects on the same thing. Believing in your heart, confessing with your mouth, you'll be saved. And why does he say that? He says, For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth, mouth one confesses and is saved. Again, two aspects on the same event. For the scripture says, Everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. Quoting um, the same scripture he quoted at the end of chapter 9. For there's no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So this is the point of this passage. Uh, God is not setting up like one way for the Jewish people to be saved through works and one way for the Gentiles to be saved through faith. The way to be saved is Christ, faith in Christ. Christ fulfilled the purpose of the law. He was the true obedience to the law. And so much so that you can go into Moses' preaching at the end of Deuteronomy and just take out law and put Christ. And that is like the true fulfillment of what Moses was getting at and the true fulfillment of God's plans. And so what he's really saying here is he's making this call that now the way God has done it, um, we... We do not look to Moses to try to, by God's grace, fulfill the law to earn a righteousness. Um, Instead, we have righteousness by faith, which was the point of the law in the first place. And the point, the big overall message of the first five five books of the Bible. And so, again... um, I'm, I'm presenting this, this reading to you. It's difficult passage. The scholars know it's difficult. There's it's debatable points. Um, but this is what I think is going on. The big picture is Paul is saying, you know, even Moses said that righteousness of the law is the way to be righteous. Like, you I mean, there, if you want to be righteous by doing the law, you have to do it, the whole thing. 
And Moses also prophesied that Israel would fail to be righteous by the law. And so God sent the other way, or the true way, which is Christ coming as the end of the law. And by faith in him, the call of Moses becomes the same call of the apostles to say, I don't need to go to heaven to work this out. I don't need to go to the abyss to bring Christ back. It's not about me. God has done it in Christ. And by trusting in him and confessing my trust in him, I am saved. I'm saved by faith. So be blessed as you're reading through the scriptures. May the Lord take each one of us and remind us that the work of faith is to keep working on our faith and keep reminding ourselves and going deeper. Christ has done it, and I trust him. He is alive, and as I call on his name in my life, I am saved. And by trusting in him in this life, at the end, the final judgment, I will be saved. And in every way, as I walk with Christ, he is my Savior and Lord. Be blessed.